Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me again today for another episode of our podcast, and I really, really do think of it that way. This is our show. Primal Potential is our community, and it is what it is because of you. So if you ever are thinking that you want to shoot me an email, that you have a question, but you don't feel Feel like you should ask. Yes, you should because this is our community and I am genuinely here to support you, to help you create a happier and healthier life. I want to thank all of you. As of when this airs, it will be one week since the release of my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and you guys have been absolutely amazing. There have been some bumps in the road and there have been some hiccups, but the overall picture of things is that the book has been met with so much enthusiasm from you and I am eternally grateful. I will never be the kind of person that only portrays the rosy side of things. I am happy to talk about my struggles. I am happy to talk about my setbacks, and especially with my clients in the Master's Club, my clients in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, I am always sharing how I coach myself through hard moments because there are many of them, and Book Launch Week was no exception. You guys have been so supportive and so gracious. I wanted to give you guys a couple of updates because I get hundreds of questions a day on Chasing Cupcakes, where it's at, all of that kind of stuff. First, I want to say, if you have not yet listened to episode 552, that would be a great place to go back to because I share what the book is about. I share the story of the title, Chasing Cupcakes. I share the story of the cover, um, why I wrote it, how long it took me, where it's available, all of that kind of stuff. The one correction that I will make, and as soon as I say this, it might not be true as soon as you hear it because I am recording this episode a few days before it is set to air. In episode 552, I did say that Audible was live and that was because I fully intended for it to be live. And as of when I am recording this, it is not yet live. So as of when I am recording this, the paperback, the Kindle, and the hardcover are available on Amazon. You search Chasing Cupcakes, you're going to find those three formats. Here's the scoop with Audible, and I always just like to keep it real. I am not ever going to, as I said, paint this rosy picture, and I have always been curious about the the behind-the-scenes kinds of things that happen in business, whether it is online businesses or brick-and-mortar businesses. So the way that it works is you submit your audio files to Audible, and then essentially they say, hey, yeah, we should release this in about 10 to 14 days. And so we submitted it 
14 plus days before January 10th so that we would be absolutely in the clear for that release, but it's still not live. So essentially, I don't have an ETA. By the time you hear this, it might be live. You are as informed as I am. You are as informed as my publisher is about when it will be on Audible. But uh, I do apologize that in 552, I said that it was available on Audible. I fully anticipated for it to be, and it was as much of a surprise to me as it was to you that it wasn't there. And even um, several days after the launch, as I record this, still not there. But we are confident that it will be released on Audible very soon. And in the meantime, the paperback, the hardcover, and the Kindle version are available. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. And we're going to get right into today's episode, but I just want to say one last thing about the book. So many of you have been emailing me, have been messaging me on Instagram and on Facebook, and I am so grateful. One of the things that I have been most curious about in the weeks and the months leading up to the release of the book, I've been dying to know what people highlight and underline. Because to me, that tells me a lot about what inspires them or what speaks to a struggle they are having. And I feel like the more I know about what resonates with you in the book, the better this podcast will be, the better I will be in my work, and the better my next book will be. So I would love it. If you would tag me, especially on Instagram, that's probably the social media channel I use the most. Tag me on Instagram, share a picture of what you are highlighting, what you are underlining, what's really speaking to you. Because like I said, I feel strongly that will make the podcast better. It will make me better. It'll make my next book better, all of that stuff. So tag me at Elizabeth Benton. I am so curious to learn what inspires you, what speaks to you, what moves you, all of that. All right, today's episode of the show. It came up as a lot of things in my life do. I was driving and just thinking about my goals. I was thinking back to the episode that I did that was a review of 2019. I'll link to that episode in, it was actually a review of 2018 and then plans for 2019. But I'll link to that over on the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 554. I was thinking a lot about what I want to achieve in 2019, not just like goals, checking them off the list, but the kind of life I want to have, the kind of relationship I want to have, the kind of daily experience. Like I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to be overwhelmed like you guys, I'm sure. And thinking, what will I do about that? Because for me, Yeah, it's great to achieve business goals. It's great to set PRs in the gym. It's great to feel like I'm consistently taking care of myself. All wonderful. But I also know that I could achieve those things and be frazzled, overwhelmed, overworked, and that's not what I want. I want the kind of fulfillment that goes along with being really happy, being joyful, having effortless relationships in my life or really fulfilling relationships in my life. Certainly, who am I kidding? They all take a lot of work. So I was thinking about the achievement side of things, the business goals I have, the financial goals I have, the personal goals that I have. But then I was thinking about how I want to feel as I do the work. And it's certainly not those things I just said. It's not overworked and distracted and go, go, go. There's not enough time. 
And I believe fully that I can achieve my goals while also minimizing stress, maximizing focus, and having days that are truly, truly joyful. So that's the backstory. That's what I was thinking about while I was driving down the road, and I had kind of an aha moment. And as I normally do, (laughs) I'm an oddball, I started recording myself talking about it, not for the podcast, not for a coaching note, not for anybody other than me. Sometimes it's easier for me to articulate things verbally than just thinking them through. And also, probably not unlike a lot of you, I didn't want to forget it. I didn't want to get home and have had this aha moment and then it's kind of blurry and I can't really remember all the things. So I just pull out my phone. I use an iPhone and there's a native voice memos app, native just meaning that it comes standard on every iPhone. And I just hit record and I set my phone in the cup holder and I just drive and talk to myself. After maybe two or three minutes of recording, I emailed myself the file and later that night when I listened to it, I thought... I need to talk about this on the podcast. We need to start having a dialogue about this. And while I find that this will be a huge priority for me, I think that it should also be considered by many of you, especially if you're thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I want these fitness goals, these health goals, these financial goals, these career goals, but I don't want to get there and be stressed out and miserable and feel like I have let all these other things go or feel like I achieved all these things, but I'm not enjoying my life. I'm not enjoying every day. I'm just a taskmaster. I think I'm probably not alone in that feeling. Here's what my aha moment was all about. I have prioritized and been really diligent about improving my physical health, and that's awesome, right? Eating better, sleeping more, getting to the gym consistently, working out more intensely, all of that kind of stuff has been very, very top on the priority list, and I'm proud of that. I feel good about that. What I realized is that I have put my physical health as a more consistent habit, as a slightly higher priority and probably significantly higher in terms of action, consistent action, maybe not higher priority in theory, but higher priority in action, then I have my mental health. So my physical health has gotten more time My physical health has gotten more intentionality than my mental health. And when I say mental health, I'm not talking about like the absence of depression or preventing Alzheimer's and things like that. When I talk about my physical health getting more priority and more intentionality than my mental health, when I'm referring to mental health, I'm talking about emotional stability, lack of distraction, so more focus, more calm, more peace, better decision-making, less reactive, more responsive. And I, as I thought about this for myself, what good is a strong, physical, healthy body if you don't have a strong mind, if you are emotionally volatile, if you feel like your emotions have more control over you than you have over you? What good is a strong body If you're overwhelmed all the time, if you're experiencing fear or doubt all the time. 
And this is something I see every day in my inbox. When people email me to share their struggles or their stories, generally what I am seeing is much more care about our bodies than our minds. But again, our bodies are really useless if we are unhappy, if we are emotionally unstable, if we are reactive all the time, worried all the time, stressed all the time. Well, you can have a banging body, you can eat really well, but you'll be miserable. And again, when I talk about that mental health, I'm talking about being strong, positive, and emotionally stable. Feeling like you have control over your mind. A strong mind developed to the point where you know that you control your thoughts and you believe in your ability to create solutions. Because without that, without a strong mind, without emotional stability, without being positive, what are you going to do with your strong body? Look really good being miserable? No, thanks. We carve out so much time for our physical health, right? And even if we're not consistent in that, we get it, we understand it, get to the gym and work out. It's much more tangible and concrete. And I have noticed that for myself too. I go to my CrossFit box five to six days per week and I make the time to drive there, to warm up, to do the workout, to drive home. And I think to myself, okay, what time am I going to the gym today? And I have a plan. I do not have an intention to go to the gym. I make a decision to go and I follow through on that. But I don't have that same level of discipline and effort and intentionality with a strong mind, with emotional control, with optimizing my thoughts and eliminating those things that I don't want like being distracted, like being stressed out or worried or fearful. What time are we giving? What time are you giving to developing and improving your mental fitness? I have a client who is so militant about her workouts. And if she's injured and can't get to her normal Orange Theory class, she is so upset about it. That is a non-negotiable for her. But... She doesn't do the things she needs to do for her peace of mind, right? Whether that is meditating or it's praying or it's journaling, it takes so many different forms and we'll absolutely talk about that. My perspective that I thought about as I was driving home just the other day and have really given a lot of thought to since is that mental fitness is more important and we need to treat it in terms of our time, in terms of our discipline, in terms of our daily effort with as much if not more Priority, respect, reverence. A strong, healthy body doesn't do much for us if we lack emotional control or if we aren't good problem solvers, if we're distracted all the time. Back at the beginning of 2018, so just about a year ago now, I shared with you guys that I was trained in transcendental meditation and that I love my practice, and that is still very, very true. And I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes. You can find the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 554. So I shared that with you then, that meditation has become very, very important to me, and that I also love journaling. Two things that I think are very key in the development of 
my mental fitness. But as I go into 2019, a year since I was trained in TM, Transcendental Meditation, I have decided to get more structured and more intentional about my mental and emotional health, my mental and emotional fitness. When it comes to the gym, I don't wing it. If I did, I would be inconsistent, like, oh, I should work out today. If that was how I approached it, I would be inconsistent. I don't approach my physical fitness that way, but I kind of do, or I have up until recently approached my mental and my emotional fitness that way. Like, uh, yeah, I need to be more mindful of those fear-based thoughts or, oh, you know, I need to focus on the positive or be a solution person. When it comes to fitness, though, physical fitness, I am intentional about identifying what time am I going to go to the gym? When do I need to leave the house? There is a specific workout that I do. It's not just an intention. It is very strategic. On the other side, my meditation is more of an intention. I know I need to meditate and I fit it in when I can, which due to the lack of intentionality sometimes means that I miss my afternoon meditation. The other component of this that I was thinking through when I was driving home in the car is that for mental and emotional fitness, just using meditation or just using journaling is like going to the gym and only doing bicep curls. When I go to the gym, I'm thinking about all aspects of my physical fitness and I'm looking at being well-rounded. I'm looking at things like flexibility and strength and speed and endurance and power and stamina. Some of my workouts at the gym are long. Some of them are short. Some are high intensity. So some are lower intensity. I stretch. I foam roll. I bike and I run and I row. I do deadlifts, but I also do power cleans and bench press. I do body weight stuff in addition to barbell stuff. So approaching my mental health and my mental emotional fitness with just meditating is like just benching. I do also journal and I do try to be mindful of my breath if I'm getting agitated or frustrated, but I have not up until now been as strategic and intentional about it as I am my physical health, my physical fitness, my nutrition and my workouts. With mental and emotional health, it's kind of like, if it happens, it happens. I should be better about blah, blah, blah. But I am determined from a few days ago forward to being as serious at a minimum, ideally more serious about my mental and emotional health and fitness as I am about my physical health and fitness. And I think it's worth mentioning why. Like, what do I expect to get from this so that it's not this abstract idea? We understand that we want to exercise so that we have strength so that we have better respiration, so that we have better blood flow, so that we have more energy. We understand that. Same thing with food, right? Another huge component of our physical health. We understand that when we eat better, we feel better. We understand that we can minimize and even prevent and even cure disease through food without question. That's really clear. And I think part of the reason that that gets more effort and attention is because we do have that understanding. So I want to share with you my own thoughts on why I'm making this shift and why I think this is so important. 
It is not, as I said, for me personally, about having a better memory or preventing degenerative brain disease down the road, though I'm sure those will be fringe benefits, and I'm sure those are the primary drivers for some of you. For me, if I am mentally more fit, if I am emotionally stronger, healthier, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be calmer. I'm going to be less overwhelmed and less fearful. It will make me a better decision maker, which is going to benefit me financially. It will certainly benefit me as a businesswoman. It will absolutely benefit my physical health because if I am mentally and emotionally stronger, that is going to have a positive impact on the choices I make with food, the choices I make with sleep, the choices I make with how I spend my time. If I am emotionally and mentally stronger, it will improve my relationships. I'll be more present. I'll be more patient, less reactive. In my work, I will be more productive. I'll be less likely to be distracted and stressed out. I'll do better work and I'll be more creative. I could go on and on about this. And I think that's an important thing to stay connected to. We wouldn't go to the gym if we didn't have a sense of why it was good for us. We wouldn't eat well if we didn't have a sense of why that matters. So those are some of the reasons that this mental and emotional fitness matters so much. And I just think that it is penny wise and pound foolish to continue to put the physical body ahead of in terms of effort and time and priority and strategy ahead of mental and emotional health. Because the stronger we are mentally and emotionally, the better we will do for our physical bodies because we'll be better, more rational decision makers. The other thing that I think is important, as with movement, exercise, should I do CrossFit? Should I do Orange Theory? Should I take Zumba? Should I become a runner? Should I do couch to 5K? How about yoga, Pilates? I don't think that it's all about the right way or the wrong way. There's lots and lots of ways And the point is not to figure it all out ahead of time, how do I do this, but rather let me just begin doing something and learn from that. I'll say that part again. We don't have to figure it out ahead of time. It's not about this way is the right way, that way is the wrong way, or this way is the best way and that way is not so good. Get off the sidelines, get into the game, and try different things and figure out what feels best for you, what's the most appealing to you, what do you enjoy the most, what gives you the best return. We don't figure this out in our heads in theory. We figure it out in practice, right? Many people will stop, whether it's journaling or meditating or breathing exercises, whatever it is, they'll stop because it feels hard or because they're distracted, But with other things in life, we understand that it feels hard because it's new. And we understand that to get to the point where it doesn't feel so hard, we've got to give it time, right? Have you ever tried to do double unders in the gym or an overhead squat or a power clean? It's super awkward. It's not easy and it definitely doesn't feel right the first time. It's about repetition. It's about skill building. It's about deliberate practice. So if you would not give up on working out because it feels hard the first few times or even the first few months, then don't entertain that perspective 
with your mental and your emotional health. I thought it might be helpful for me to be very specific about what this looks like for me since I made this decision, this commitment a few days ago and moving forward, what it will look like specifically for me to be more intentional and strategic about my mental and emotional health. Now, this doesn't mean that it's what it should look like for you. Right? This is not about right way, wrong way. Just because I do CrossFit doesn't mean you should do CrossFit. Just because I journal in the morning doesn't mean that you can't journal at night, right? So I'm giving you this just for my own context. And then for you, maybe you hate all of my ideas and you're going to do something different. Perfect. Perfect. You won't find me at ballet class. You know, it's just not my jam. Do you. But here's what it's going to look like for me. Similarly to how I determine when I'm going to the gym, I don't walk off the gym to uh, walk out of the gym to, you know, clean my car, answer my phone. I am not only going to determine when I will make time in a given day for mental and emotional health. And also, I won't grab my phone and check Instagram or do the dishes because I wouldn't do that at the gym. I won't do that at this time. So with the gym, I don't go at the same time every day. That's just what works for me with my schedule. Some days I go in the morning. Sometimes it's middle of the day. Sometimes it's at night. But I do usually the night before decide, okay, tomorrow I'm going to the 3.30 afternoon class or I'm going to the 6 p.m. class. I will do the same thing with this block of time for my my mental and emotional health. And I'm going to share with you specifically what I'll be doing in that time as well. But it doesn't mean that's what you have to do with your time. And the second part of that intentionality is when that is the time for my mental and emotional health, it is not the time for Instagram. It is not the time to take out the trash because if I wouldn't interrupt my workout to get on Instagram, if I wouldn't interrupt my workout to go clean out my car, I'm not doing it when I'm working on this other aspect of my health. I want to treat them with the same respect and reverence. So that's the first thing. The other thing that I am going to do personally for this is combine elements without rigidity. So for me, the journaling thing, that's easy. I do that every single morning. But for my mental and emotional health, really the only other thing I've been doing very consistently is meditation. I do often visualize in the shower, but that often turns into thinking about a meeting that I have or thinking about the fact that the shower needs to be cleaned or whatever else. So because I'm multitasking when I visualize, it's not as quality as it would be if I wasn't doing other things, right? So I am going to combine elements without rigidity, just like I don't walk into the gym and say, I'm just benching today, right? I I work my body and I combine a variety of different things and I warm up and I stretch and I do some mobility and I do a workout, right? I, I often combine weight training and more high intensity interval training and I'm going to take a similar approach of combining multiple elements. But without the rigidity means that just like in the gym, I will scale something if it is beyond my capacity or if maybe um, like right now my elbow is kind of sore. So I would modify a workout based on that but not throw it out altogether. Same thing. 
there are elements I want to combine, but I'm not going to be militant or rigid about the order or the amount of time or, you know, I can't try something new. So what I'm going to do in this block of time, and I think that I'm going to start with one hour every single day, because if I can give an hour to driving to CrossFit, taking my class, driving home, and quite frankly, now that I've moved, it's even more than that, I believe the payoff will be so significant that I will make this hour happen. And this goes back to something that I talk about a lot in terms of is it spending time or is it investing time? With meditation, I felt like, oh gosh, I don't have this time to meditate. I've got to be doing other things. And then I realized that there is a great return on that time. So yes, it takes me 20 minutes to do my morning meditation, but I save more than 20 minutes because it helps me resist distractions, because I'm more focused. So it is an investment of time, and I see this the same way. Yes, an hour is a lot. It won't be effortless for me to figure out when that hour will be and how I will make it work, but I believe in the benefits of being calmer and happier and a better decision maker and less reactive. I believe that it is an investment of my time. So this combination will include journaling, which for me is going to be pretty easy because I am doing that already. It will include meditation, which for me is 20 minutes. Again, I will link to my experience with Transcendental Meditation in the show notes. It will include visualization, and I'm excited to do this without distraction because even though I've been pretty consistent about doing it while I shower, visualizing when I shower, I'm distracted because I'm showering and I'm thinking about, you know, my tattoo getting wet or my eyebrows that I had microbladed (laughs) getting wet or, you know... It's time to rinse out the conditioner or the water's too hot. So I'm excited to incorporate this visualization without distraction. And then also breathing. I haven't done a lot of this lately, but I know for me that it makes a big difference. Slow, deep breathing. Not like counting my breaths. I've done that before. I find that more distracted. But just some slow, deep breaths, even if it's for 30 seconds. And then I want to incorporate some different things I haven't tried before just to see what I like. So maybe writing a little bit of poetry, maybe drawing, maybe just doodling or writing down free association words, reading the Bible, praying, things that I don't do a lot of. I I definitely pray, but it's been a long time since I've dusted off my Bible You could also read, right? My ideas are not the only ideas. This would be a great time to read. Maybe this is when you carve out the time to go through the questions in Chasing Cupcakes. Every single chapter in part one ends with a list of questions to ask yourself. And at the end of the book, there is a list of nearly 300 questions to ask yourself. So maybe that's something that you could do in that time. Or writing, whether that's journaling or it's creative writing or it's prayer There are so many things you could do with this time, but the bottom line here is that I think we would all be very well served to be even more deliberate about improving and strengthening our mental and emotional health as we are intentional and deliberate about improving and strengthening our physical health. In the show notes, I'm going to link to some related episodes. Uh, 454 is my experience with Transcendental Meditation. 206 is an episode I did on journaling. 
550 is on my coaching methodology where I talk about how I pay attention because that's part of my journaling process. Um, And then if you haven't yet listened to 552, the Chasing Cupcakes episode, that might be a great one that helps you with these ideas as well. All right. I would love to know what you think about this, if you've ever thought about it, if you agree with me, if you disagree, if you get it, if you're totally lost, uh, if this sparked something new. Tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Let me know what you thought of this episode because it was so resonant for me. But I also, after I journaled about it, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go over as a podcast, but it was so huge for me. And I'm so excited about making this shift in my life that I knew I just had to share it with you. Let's wrap up with a meal I loved and a workout I loved. This one I actually did at home on a day I couldn't get to the gym. 27, 21, 15, 9, 6, 3. That is the structure of kettlebell swings and burpees. So that means 27 kettlebell swings, 27 burpees, 21 kettlebell swings, 21 burpees, 15 kettlebell swings, 15 burpees. Then you get it nine and nine, six and six, three and three, and then you're done. If that doesn't light you up, call me. (laughs) I want to know what you're doing. And then the meal. Uh, So moving has been just a a tizzy of things going on, and I have yet to cook in the new house as of when I am recording this, but I've really nailed my A-game on a charcuterie board, meat and cheese, if you want to be a little bit less fancy-schmancy about it. Uh, And I've gotten some questions when I posted pictures of them on my Instagram stories So I don't eat a lot of dairy, but I'll be the first one to say that there was more cheese in my life during moving week uh, than there is normally. And I'm also okay with that. I feel still pretty good. And especially um, goat cheese versus uh, cow's milk cheese, I have a better time with. So I was doing goat cheese on my charcuterie boards. And I got a few questions about like how I build a board. And there's really no rhyme or reason. It's just whatever I grab at the grocery. But lately, I've been doing one piece of fruit. And this is usually shared uh, one night with my girlfriend, uh, one night with my boyfriend, uh, a piece of fruit, a pear. So I might have a quarter of a pear or a half of a pear. Hard cured salami. And I never get fennel flavors because that's really common, but I hate fennel. So garlic and wine, hard cured salami. So good. Uh, Like I said, goat cheese. And then often I'll have a little cup of nuts so that I can have a handful or two of nuts, something crunchy. Cashews or pistachios often. I love, love, love almonds, but I don't want to eat too many of them because I don't have the bacteria to metabolize them well, as I shared um, in an episode a while back. So yeah, that is the scoop with me. Super excited to hear your feedback on this episode, on what you think of this, if you'll make any changes because of it. And also, thank you for your support with Chasing Cupcakes. It has been amazing, and I feel so fortunate to have all of you in my life. Hope you have a great day. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.